Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Squiggy Del Monte. It sounds like the <laughs> name of someone who's like who got like in, in like a mafia movie got offed by the mafia. They're like, "Hey, yeah, you heard of Squiggy Del Monte? He got he got his kneecaps <laughs> broken." It sounds like the the sidekick to like a fifties greaser greaser movie. Like, oh, it's it's Squiggy, Squiggy Del Monte. You know, yeah, it sounds yeah. like somebody from the from the Grease yeah. uh, the Grease movie or the cast of Grease. It's just it's Squiggy. You know, definitely. So, what, wasn't there a Squiggy? I feel like there was. Some or in some movie, there's going to be a squiggy. Somebody, yes, and somebody out there is probably like listening to it right now. There is a squiggy, and his name was he was portrayed by uh, Johnson Del Toro um, in the actual movie. So this is not like, a movie okay, podcast, and I'll tell you that I do not. There's so many movies that people are like, "What? Nick hasn't seen that movie? Like, how's that even possible?" But yeah, man, great to be here. Episode 25, quarter of our way onto episode 100. That's a, that's an achievement, right? Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's crazy. It's 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 it hasn't been that long, and we're already booming through twenty five. I think it's safe to say that that's like a full season of a podcast, right? That's usually a full season of a TV show. So I don't know. I've seen. Wouldn't that be like full season of a podcast? I've seen right? some people that just they just keep going. It's like you know season one, like episode eight hundred. I mean, if you don't stop making the show, <laughs> I guess you don't move to a new season. I don't really know how that works. I, yeah, I don't either. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know the semantics of uh, <laughs> podcast episodes. But we're chugging along, yeah, and and we have some amazing. Uh, uh, stories and news to get to uh, here within the show. But today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pearson Limited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. And Nick, they're helping us with a monthly giveaway. We're doing a monthly gaming merch giveaway for our listeners who leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, right? So what, what's the deal with it's this? It's incredible. We've been getting so many great reviews and we really appreciate it. And Bruno, you know, someone just sent in a review that you they find you finally did it where you've been naming the random time it. of day. I think it was like 1038. And they said in the review, like, oh, yep, I was listening. It was 1038. So congratulations. Oh, they said it couldn't be done. Bruno Stradamus does it, it again. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the, this is the last episode for uh, the March uh, chance because the next episode will be in April. So stay tuned for that. And we will be calling a winner for uh, our March giveaway, uh, the first episode in April. And don't forget that if we don't call your name, don't worry about it because every single month if you left that review you're going to be in the running until you win so it's just a matter of time but your odds have never been better right now and as many reviews has been coming in i think we're coming up on like 55 star reviews thank you all so much that is that is beyond incredible um but yeah bruno you know a lot of news to get to today um and some uh, community poll content as well so let's just jump right into it a little bit later we're going to be talking about the crazy amount uh, of news that came out in like the last 24 hours for cyberpunk like out of out of the top 10, you know, trending news stories on IGN.com, like six of them were different stories about cyberpunk. So a lot happening that we got to dive into. Um, And also we got to talk about this is this is hilarious and not necessarily about gaming, but I'll allow it. Um, about a Pokemon card heist <laughs> oh, wow. that happened in Japan where someone uh, broke into a, uh, a, a a trading card store by rappelling down and stealing some uh, Pokemon <laughs> cards. Uh, it, it's it, it's it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. 
Who else but Japan, right? <laughs> yeah, and also a community <laughs> poll um, that we put out talking about uh, Game Pass because that has been a bit of a conversation uh, happening on Twitter and Games with Gold in particular, so we'll, we'll dive into that as well. But the first story, Bruno, and this is absolutely insane. I knew that Monster Hunter Rise was uh, going to be yep. a successful game. We've talked about it on the show before. Um, myself, I'm a big fan of the Monster Hunter franchise, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Great game. Um, I just, I, I, I sunk more hours into that game than probably, maybe besides, besides maybe like The Division or, or 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a fantastic game to play. Monster Hunter is just... I love the kitties. Love the kitties, yeah. The Palicos. <laughs> um, they, have, they added dogs in, uh, Palamutes, I think they're called, in Monster Hunter Rise. <gasps> yeah, you get a dog and a cat. Oh, no. Nice. So what I wasn't expecting were the sales numbers, and that's our first news story today, is that Capcom has announced that its latest title, Monster Hunter Rise, which remember, Bruno, is a Switch-only title, Monster Hunter World, what? was initially available on, uh, was it uh, Xbox and PlayStation, later got ported yeah. to PC. So it's just absolutely insane to think that they have sold or at least have shipped as many copies as they have, and that's what this uh, this, this publication was talking about, that they have shipped Four million units in the first 48 hours as of recording this podcast um, of Monster wow. Hunter Rise. Now, just to put that into perspective, because there's a couple things that you have to look at when you see this story. One, shipped does not mean okay. sold. It just means that these yes. products were shipped to stores. It's not taking into account necessarily the digital sales. But to see that, and look, the, the shipped merchandise is going to sell. It, yeah. It's going to sell. Oh, yeah. People are going crazy yeah. for this game. Monster Hunter has never been more popular. Kitties have never been more popular <laughs> on the internet. Imagine that. Imagine that. You right? slap a like, cat on anything. The, see, seriously, yeah. like we—that's the one thing that the internet, like you know, there's trends that go up and down and up and down throughout uh, throughout the internet. This becomes popular, but kitties have had a steady rise since the beginning of the internet, and I, we all know that that was in like 1967. It was a Wednesday, um, much like today that you're listening to this podcast. So. Uh, happy Wednesday and Internet Day out there for you. None of this is true, by the way. And is also the uh, the day that uh, that Mario is scheduled to die on the on the day this episode airs, oh, March thirty first. Well, it's all over, man. He's dead. So great news for Monster dead. Hunter, bad news for Mario. But uh, uh, it's actually kind of ironic that that's happening, right? That Mario thirty five and all those things yeah. are going offline because the reason why this is so crazy, the numbers for Monster Hunter Rise, is that you know Monster Hunter World, you know, first shipped like four million units or something like that. But this is mm-hmm. already made. I went onto the Wikipedia charts because I just wanted to see for the the, the top selling Nintendo Switch games of all time to see if if Monster Hunter Rise had possibly cracked that chart. Bruno, it has. It is already Whoa. the number one top selling third party Nintendo Switch game of all time in forty eight hours. Now again, there the Wikipedia wow. article isn't necessarily a hundred percent accurate. Because they're going off of those those shipped numbers, but like we said, they're going to sell yeah, yeah. and give it another week, and it's going to be way past. We're, we're we're going full blown Valheim with the momentum of this oh, game. Yeah. I just put out a tweet about this about how every other game on this list is a Nintendo title, number one through fifteen. You know, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. If you can think of a Nintendo game, that's probably where it is. And as you know, Bruno, yeah. Nintendo has the strength when it comes to console exclusive that's what sells switches right they have the strength of 10 consoles (laughs) no they don't (laughs) if we're going by processing power they certainly don't (laughs) we can rebuild them (laughs) (laughs) no they can't we have the technology (laughs) and we're gonna fit it onto a cartridge 
this big. Yeah, it's so tiny. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Monster Hunter Rise is at number 16 right now, just assuming that those 4 million units wow. that were shipped will, will get sold. And again, they will. So now it's just a, it's a yeah. question of like how high on the charts can this game go? You know, it's right behind The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening um, by like less than half a million and Super Mario Maker 2 and then Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which again is also getting discontinued effective um, the, the day this airs, which is just beyond Sad. insane. I saw in, in the UK the sales jumped like 250% in the last week. Guys, you're <laughs> buying into the FOMO. Don't let you're, Nintendo you're, yeah. win. <laughs> Don't do it. You're win- They're winning. <laughs> We're losing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, how crazy is it, Bruno, that this game is seeing so much popularity in a short span of time? I So I have to wonder, and I'm not saying that this, this isn't a popular series or anything, but I have to wonder if people are just hungry for any type of new content at this point, you know, because we've gone so long without a, a proper new title and I know we're going to be talking about cyberpunk but like that was the last one on my wish list right and now that we've moved into the new year I think people are just uh, you know looking for something new to grab onto and the fact that this is a switch exclusive hands down it's going to be you know a win for for uh for Nintendo and the fact that all of the other Mario things are being pulled I feel like you know, that's there hasn't been, you know, what what's come out for the switch like uh, uh, Animal Crossing. Right. That was the new that was the uh, the last one that people were really jazzed about that, like people played for a long time. And then after that kind of, you know, teetered off and people got back to other paying games, off their like, loans in real life rather than to a, a cartoon raccoon. <laughs> Look at you, Tom. I don't know why. Seriously, yeah. why? Uh, why did the player base drop off of there? Well, you know, I guess the the pandemic wore too thin, and we we're just you know, like, I can't handle people, it. People, people had. A- <laughs> expectations for animal crossing just going off of previous entries as to you yeah. know there's just the the volume of things that you can do and it's i mean animal crossing is a very robust game and there's still very much as a dedicated community behind it but it's one of those things where you're never going to be able to create a game that has the amount of content that people are going to want that want to put you know thousands of hours i was just reading an, an article about how you know it, it's it's crazy how people will play games for like a thousand hours or more and then leave a negative review on places like steam because they're like, I don't have anything left to do. Why did you abandon the game? And it's like, you just put a thousand hours into something like you, you could have learned an instrument like, and be good at it. You know, not to say that that's like what you should be doing with your spare time, but just like an analogy, a comparison. Um, And so, you know, with, with a game like animal crossing, yeah, you know, there's, there's always going to be the people that are like, we want more content when it's, it's supposed to be like a casual kind of game that you come back to and you don't necessarily binge for 10 hours a day. I think I put like a thousand hours in overwatch and I'm pretty (laughs) sure I've got like, I don't know, more than a thousand hours in halo for sure. Those are the two games that if you look on my Xbox and look Look at like time played. It's like 25 days, 31 days. And I'm like, whoa, that's a lot. That's an entire Non-stop month game of play. my life. Yeah. <laughs> Nonstop. Like can't believe it. But I also use that as a barometer to figure out like how much like value I've gotten out of a game yeah. versus like how much I've spent into it. So that's kind of, you know, a good a good way to like say like oh you know can i justify this you know this v bucks spend well sure if i'm going to be continuing to play the game for another you know 12 15 hours or something like that you think that's how much a regular game yeah. 
like gives you, right? Like a regular experience in a game, just like a normal shooter or something like that. A normal campaign yep. probably has what 10 to 15 hours worth of gameplay, right. like a single player campaign. So if you can sit there and say, okay, well, I'm going to spend 60 bucks per that, you, you can justify a little bit. At least I can to my wife. And then it's a little less of a hit when yeah. it comes to, hey, babe, I'm going to buy some V Bucks. Okay. She's like, whatever. Get what you want, you know, but um, no. And, you know, that's that's what makes Monster Hunter such a great uh, value proposition for people that are big into the series, because, yeah, you know, the way that the the end game works in in most of these Monster Hunter games is you, you get to the end and now you're 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 grinding for all of these little additions that make your, your character marginally better, um, that the decorations or whatever they were in, in Monster Hunter World was kind of the meta. Yeah, I loved all the armor in there, man. That was so the cool. The armor is... That was the grind. And just the ridiculous weapons, you know, the size of the great sword, and just <laughs> the absurdity of, like, yeah. I have a lance that's also, like, a mortar cannon, and, like... <laughs> no one thinks twice about it, and it, it's it's that larger-than-life nature that makes Monster Hunter so great. Now, I will say, maybe I'll revisit this, but I, I tried the the demo, um, because they have a, a, mm. a demo with multiple quests that you could play online with other people, and I like playing Monster Hunter in an online setting, because I love to play like more of a support class. Usually, I'll go in as like a hunting horn player. Yeah. Every class is independent. It's not like a, like a, you know, like a Final Fantasy-style RPG where you have roles, but you can like build yourself to like help other people or to work better with teams. And so I love playing the hunting horn and buffing the team with like, you know, beating beating someone over the head with like a guitar while also playing like song. It's <laughs> it's so absurd and I love it. I love it. It's, I can't help it. What did you do today in your video game? Well, some guy had a guitar and I took it from him, beat him upside the head, played a medley, and then we started our own Coachella called Focella. And now we're <laughs> we're jamming. Let's do this. Yeah, I beat I, I beat up a giant dragon, skinned him alive and and turned him into a bongo drum. But yeah, you know, it, it's it's just very cool to see that the game's going so well. But like I said, I had a poor experience. And here's my thing. I've talked about this on the show before. I've become a little bit of a frame rate snob. I If, if I'm playing a yeah. game and I if I get a solid 30 frames per second out of the game and the game is responsive and snappy, I can look past it. Um, I prefer 60 like most, but, you know, a, mm. a good 30, okay, that's fine. But during the demo when I was playing with a full party of three other people the the visual slowdown was very noticeable even just running around yeah. i didn't even get into combat with the uh, the monster that we were fighting the the, the frame rate Ooh. got so low that i'm like okay it like this is already my my snap you know judgment of this is that if this is what it's going to be like when i'm playing with other people and the switch clearly can't handle that you know at a at a solid 30 frames per second i'm probably not going to enjoy this enough to get you know value out of buying the whole game and so my my playthrough was pretty short so i think if you're somebody who who is a solo player or you like just playing with friends maybe in a in a local um, yeah. Wi-Fi environment because as we know Nintendo Switch Online is less than dependable oh my god um, that you will probably have the best time with this you know Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate which was a port of the 3DS game they put that on the Switch yeah. that game sold well um, but to see this game selling so well it's making me say like maybe I need to revisit this um, because I do love mm. Monster Hunter and I love the the prospect of being able to take it with me uh, on the go so uh, who knows maybe, maybe my mind will change I don't know it just seems like Monster Hunter is definitely on 
on the brain a little bit more than it used to be. Um, it just in the, in the public yeah, perception, sure. we had that with the monster hunter movie, which I have not had a chance to see yet. Me neither. Me neither. But I mean, it's, it's really hard when you, I mean, we're going to have to do a whole like podcast about that. We're, we're just going to make a new podcast called like Nick doesn't know movies. <laughs> like, and then that's we'll... <laughs> a great idea for a podcast. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> you just, all the movies at work. They, they, they would do this thing where they, someone figured out very quickly that I didn't know movies. Like I knew music, but I didn't know movies. And so they would create these lists at work where they would be like, okay, Top Gun or like any like big name movie that like, if you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? And when my shift would start, they'd come in and all all of a sudden someone would be like, hey, have you seen, uh, what was it, uh, Caddyshack? And so sure enough, I'd be like, no, I haven't seen it. And like someone else like five feet away is like, oh. (laughs) like he hasn't seen Caddyshack oh my gosh but yeah so it'll be interesting to see just how high up Monster Hunter Rise gets on the charts um, and hopefully the game is, is supported for a long time to come it's just great to see Capcom get some wins you know, I there yeah. there have been uh, Capcom has not been my my go to publisher lately, and especially as someone that has you know grown up with the Mega Man franchise, and I got to see Mega Man uh, what was it Mega Man Eleven come out, and it was a really yeah. good game, and then nothing they kind of ghosted it. We did get uh, was it uh, Ghouls and Goblins uh, or Ghosts and Goblins? I'm sorry, it is one Ghosts of the only games for the NES that I played as a platformer that I did not beat. It is a very tough game, um, and wow, yeah. So I was I, I've been playing is that haunt you at night uh not it doesn't haunt me at night but like <laughs> i just knew better as a kid like i, I knew Something i was bad's gonna happen if you don't finish it <laughs> just the, 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 the craziness of that game is that you get to the end of of the game like you finally got through it like you beat the odds this game is so it's just tough as nails and then the game's like oh sorry if you want to beat the game you have to beat it a second time it literally sends you back to the beginning and you have to go through one more time um, to get the true oh, ending, man. it's it's devious to say the least. But it's uh, like guys, uh, it, we, we mentioned before the impossible game, where it just like sends you back yeah. to the beginning. You're just like, no. Well, this is the same spot that I always mess up on. Yeah. So it's good to see Capcom, you know, to, to continue to stretch out and uh, kind of move up with 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 different franchises. And of course, we have we're seeing a lot with uh, with Resident Evil as well um, on the Capcom side. Yeah. So they're they're definitely on on the hunt for some hits. Um, so it's good to see them back in the mix and make some more. Mega Man Definitely. games, please, please, more Mega Man, <laughs> just for me. Or bring him to Fortnite. I mean, at please least put that. Him Fortnite. We want something, yeah. you know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back after this with more. All right, we're back. It is 11.15 a.m., and I am so glad that at least one of those times out there has worked for somebody. It's and just a matter of maybe time. Maybe this one worked. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> and with and with so many more episodes coming, I'm going to hit all the times eventually. Yep. We're just going to just start running through them. But what's next on the docket, Nick? What do we oh got? Oh, my gosh. Cyberpunk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. Like, this is crazy. Yes. You know, we the, the only real news that cyberpunk had made in the last couple of weeks before this huge just flurry of, of stories was the fact that there was that data breach where someone got a hold of all of, like, the source code for CD Projekt Red's games Fun. and was like, hey, like, <laughs> give us X number of dollars or we're going to sell this source code to the highest bidder. Now, CD Projekt Red came out later and they were like, hey, you know, because of this, this. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. You know, cave into their demands. But because of the, and it did get sold. Um, it, yeah. it set back their timeline to release. You know, a lot of the patches and things that that we were expecting to get to Cyberpunk for them to try and fix the the mess. Frankly, that they're still in. Um, and you know, today, like I said, you know, I went on to IGN just to see what was trending, and like it's like 
four or five, maybe even six different cyberpunk stories. So he kind of had to condense them all into what I'm calling the cyberpunk <laughs> news boogaloo, um, which Ooh. is a one-time segment. <laughs> we should we should throw we should throw like a funk sound at like get that funk guitar something up there. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't make a funk guitar sound with my with my with my yeah. I'm not that guy from Police Academy. Yeah, that's about it. But uh, yeah, so the the big story, of course, that kind of that set this whole thing in motion is that Patch 1.2 is now live on all platforms. And the big thing yay. about this is that yeah, yay is you know when you when you go and play through it, it you're not going to see a whole lot of like oh here's a new system or a big change that was made to the game. This is more about just getting the game up to snuff. So that people on like you know PS4 and Xbox One can actually like experience the game essentially you know less crashes. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Would this game release in November? So we're talking November, right. uh, December, January, February, yeah. March, April. Five yeah. months. It would have been sooner. That- it would have been sooner. Like, but they 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 did say that this uh, this whole. Uh, hacking thing, you know, set them back. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that that part is fair. And so they improve performance across all platforms. So you're going to see that. And that's especially important if you're, like I said, if you're on a last-gen console. I saw a lot of people on Reddit that were PS4 users saying, hey, I went from crashing every, like, 30 minutes to crashing every four hours. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's where you want to be. That's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you know, there was, a, that's just one part of the news, um, is that, the other parts is they had this what they called a strategy update, and they shared a lot of important information saying that going forward, they're going to kind of take another look at how they're having their teams go about creating these these franchise games. I, I was watching an episode on, on YouTube, I forget who it was, kind of showing, the, breaking down exactly why Cyberpunk went wrong. And at some point during the development of this game, they realized or decided, I don't remember which one, to not use a lot of the systems and assets from Witcher, you know, because, I mean, you're going from from fantasy to sci-fi, right? So it's not like any of yeah, the assets would carry I over. That, yeah. But, you know, any of the basic things like, you know, NPC, you know, uh, habits or, you know, just, just yeah. little, like, or first person or movements, but that's a third person game. Um, you know, the, the, they didn't really find any things to move from one game to another. And so essentially they had to build it from scratch. Now, they are saying that going forward, that's going to change, and they're going to make sure that their teams are sharing in the development workload between both Witcher and Cyberpunk games. Now, what I thought was interesting about this, Bruno, is they didn't say Cyberpunk 2077, and they said they, they didn't say Witcher 3. They said Witcher and Cyberpunk games. And I think that's mm. very important because in other points of this, I was going to say like Witch, Witcher three came out yeah. like a thousand yeah. years ago, and there's still there's still a team behind that. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't yeah. seem like there should be a team behind the behind any of the Witcher series right yeah. now because it's you know nothing's happening. There is a new Witcher game coming. It's called like Witcher Monster Hunt or something to that effect. Um, that which is an ironic name because the uh, Witcher series had a crossover with Monster Hunter in <laughs> Monster Hunter World. Huh. You can play as Geralt, um, which was that uh, was really really cool. So, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's it seems like common sense, right? To say okay, well, we're going to develop yeah, systems yeah. that can be used across, you know. Uh, different different games and different platforms. You don't want to have to reinvent the wheel multiple times. And yeah, I mean, it really it, it seems like a no brainer to me. I can't like I can't imagine Rockstar reinventing the wheel between Red Dead Redemption and GTA. And I know we're talking about two games that are third person versus a first person 
game and a third person game, but you know, like the same animations are used, like the same run animation is used for, you know, an enemy or something like that. So it just seems like, you know, somebody who works on a bunch of projects myself and being, you know, so heavily involved in media, I know that if you can create something that you can, it's a template, so to speak, that you can reuse you know, in multiple instances that that's a better system than to have to basically go through and reinvent everything from scratch because it will take time. Like, you know, and this is one of the things that, you know, makes Pixar so amazing when Pixar creates something. Um, I don't know if you know this, Nick, but they create the inside um, details of absolutely everything. So if they make a house and you see a house pass by, that house is furnished. It's finished on the inside. It's got hardwood floors. If you see a desk, that desk has um, an inside to the okay. desk. It might have, you know, um, textures and stuff in there. And the reason they go ahead and do this from the start, it might take a lot longer, but once it's made, it's made. Yeah. They don't have to remake it at, at any point. And if they are, if, if they're like, you know what, we want the character to go inside that house right here. They don't have to be like, well, we've got to stop production for the next six months yeah. here because it's not, we can't, you know, have them in there. So having these things kind of mesh and go together is just going to make development a lot faster but that's just that's me i'm not a game developer nick and then then from if you go through all that work to make things and then like what that one person from pixar almost or not almost they did delete the entire uh backup for toy story 2 and then one person you didn't hear about that yeah so toy story 2 almost got lost like it almost got completely destroyed they were like 75 percent done with the movie and somebody did something with the servers or wherever these files were stored and deleted the whole thing. Like at that day oh in gosh. Pixar, as far as they were concerned, Toy Story 2 was gone. And then wow. one person that worked there was like, I think I have a backup at my house. And they did. And that person literally wow. saved the movie because I'm pretty sure at that point, like if you have nothing and you made it that far with a, a crazy movie that big, like you're probably it's just done. That might have been the end of Toy Story as we know it. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, first of all, I can't imagine being an animator. And like sometimes you you're you work on something for months and months and months at a time and n- nothing ever comes yeah. of it. It doesn't it doesn't make a movie it doesn't it just doesn't see the light of day because they're like the editor's like man i didn't really want that scene <laughs> so to have an entire movie <laughs> go under like yeah. that would be absolutely devastating and you you know it's 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 heartbreaking to see your work not see the light of day but to to know that it would never be resurrected at all yeah. and nothing i mean is is uh would be truly sad so at least we're not not there we're not dealing with that but i get salty if i lose like 15 minutes worth of work let alone uh, an entire studio's worth i get i get salty if i lose 15 minutes of sleep okay like (laughs) oh big time but speaking of things vanishing you know the game bruno is still listed delisted by sony cyberpunk you know you still can't get this thing digitally they they burn that bridge and i'm 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 sure eventually they're going to be like okay it's okay we'll we'll bring it back on now in fact i would say patch 1.2 is probably going to be the one that they're like okay you can come back now, but you got to behave. Well, Nick, I got news for you. Uh, Sony doesn't have a lot going on right now in terms of store stuff because they pulled the PSP, the PS Vita, yeah. and the PS3 the store. Came out. Not only, yeah, not only did they do that, but they uh, they deleted it on like Chrome, so you couldn't even buy it on buy stuff on on the web yeah. anymore. 
So, I mean, it's not like there's much on the PS Store to begin with. Well, the good news (laughs) is I did see that um, while they made the announcement like we expected with that, they are going to allow you, if you made a purchase, to still download it. So that's that's good news, um, if I read that correctly, because a lot of people were like, man, there's so many indie games on there that like I won't be able to get, and I don't have enough SD cards to back everything up. But um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, the game is still delisted by Sony, so hopefully they get this thing back up and running. Um, now, again, that's not even all the news that has come from CD Projekt Red. They also made an announcement that they have acquired the Canadian studio Digital Scapes, who actually helped them with Cyberpunk 2077, um, but wow. now they are going to be officially part of, of CD Projekt Red, which is good because I just I think right now that's what they need is just as much firepower as possible because they've got a crazy yeah. workload ahead of them. And the reason why I say that is because they have announced kind of what we're going to be seeing from Cyberpunk over the coming years. And part of this, I think, was announced, but a lot of it was actually leaked. Someone went on to the Epic Games Store and managed to find the placeholders for the upcoming DLCs and possibly even the expansions. Oh, yeah. Epic's not very good at that. There's leaks (laughs) in the Fortnite realm like every other day. And so I just feel like there's not much... Like yeah. the data miners in Epic, they're just like maybe they work together right. for for marketing purposes. But that's the one thing that you got to give to Nintendo, man, is that when they do like a Smash reveal uh, or like a Nintendo Direct reveal, something people didn't know about, like like it very rarely is like a Smash character leak credible. That's um, true. They are, they are able to keep tight lipped, but um, you know it's it's very cool because what we're seeing with Cyberpunk is there's going to be well initially I think it was 18, but they pared it down to 10 shortly after this leak went out of of DLCs that are gonna be listed on the Epic game store um and they had names such as a ripper docs expansion that's the name of the doctors in, in cyberpunk that like put the implants <laughs> into you um body shops expansion fashion forward gangs of night city body of chrome oh that's that's mm. nice sounds like a like an old spice uh scent <laughs> <laughs> it really does or an axe yeah. body spray <laughs> um and of course the night city expansion so yeah the dlcs are essentially probably just going to be you know not necessarily big like swaths of new content but just kind of increasing the amount of things that you can do in the game maybe cosmetics or just giving you more options i'm very excited to see all this new dlc and i'm definitely excited to see some yeah. expansions in the pipeline i'm on my second playthrough i think i've talked about this before i've actually been playing it a little bit more the last couple days and just today i wanted to see patch 1.2 um on stadia and i love the game bruno it's such a weird love-hate relationship like it's a great game to just kind of zone out and just kind of run night city is beautiful it's great to drive yeah. through. It, it, it's I love really well-made science fiction environments. That's how I feel about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I've oh, totally yeah. gotten on Grand Theft Auto and just like driven around at night. Just, just been like I'm just cruising yeah. around. Yeah, I'm just cruising. You know, I mean, where else can you just like take a car and be like, I'm just going to go off-road this this bee right off the mountain here and see what's up. <laughs> I mean, these days in GTA, you can you can just like uh, deploy your uh, rocket wings on your car and uh, take I, on if off. If I had, if I yeah, if I had that many shark yeah, cards, for $10 then million yes. dollars, So right. I would totally do that. But here I am, still in my like original sports car in my like you know high rise apartment, thinking I'm big and bad, and everyone's out here with like a yacht and owning a <laughs> casino, and I'm like, I own a shack out in the desert. Yeah, we could ride motorcycles. Yeah. I got I got a, I got a couple bikes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember like that one time we made a uh, we made a biker gang called Sears Police. Oh yeah, Sears Police. I tell you, get down on the ground now. <laughs> that was so for those of you listeners that don't know, that was my former job before I became a podcast host extraordinaire. Yeah. I used to be a Sears policeman, aka loss prevention, and stop people from shoplifting. And boy, that was fun. We were talking about that the yeah. other day, actually, about how you know there's just. And but ironically, Nick, no one ever stole a video game because we kept him up under lock and key. I was gonna say, so. yeah, that's like you got no shot at getting at that stuff. But uh, it's true. man, it's uh, it's it's just it's absolutely crazy that you know we have all of this this free DLC coming and also these expansions. It's just it's a question of when you know yeah. we don't really have any kind of timeline, and I think people just want to see this game flourish. People want to yeah. see CD Projekt Red flourish. Um, you know, and like we're talking about in one of our bonus round segments about the the developer crunch that very much still exists which they they acknowledged in in mm. this presentation of like hey we're we're upping our mental health services and trying to find better ways to work but you know i, I just don't think that problem is ever going to be fully addressed and you know that these guys are just uh, under a constant pressure to try and get this game up to speed especially when sony is literally saying we won't sell your game until it meets whatever <laughs> criteria it is, you know, behind closed doors that you need in order to to make it playable. Well, they're not selling a lot of games right now, so that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> come on, Sony, what do you got to lose? You got, yeah, you, really. Yeah, you don't have that many games right now. Go ahead and just get it on there, especially for the the PS5. Like, I can understand for the PS4, you know, saying, oh well, the frame rate's not great. Yeah, like, it's not optimized. Whenever you see a lot of the the YouTube videos of like the crazy glitches and all the just wild stuff that's happening that's going wrong with the game. Chances are it was on, on like a PS4. it was on PS4 or Xbox One, so it's like I understand that, but like, come on, let let, let someone who who's got the money and wants to support this game, um, I mean, flaws and all, you know, because they believe yeah. in the long term ability. But it was it was those refunds that just really put Sony in a sour mood, um, and I just I hate to see any kind of situation where you know a developer can't get revenue because you know they're one of your platforms is just like eh we're good well that's a way to definitely sour relationship between a company and platform like that and then a studio i mean it's it would be much easier for xbox to approach them and be like hey why don't you just do an exclusive thing with us then you know for all the dlc we'll pay you and help you (laughs) please god don't we'll buy the stuff and you know there you go (laughs) oh don't sell your soul um but yeah so that's that's what we have with that like i said it's just been it's just dominated the last like 24 to 48 hours with the news and so many interesting things coming out oh and there was the thing where they basically walked back multiplayer so initially you know when when cyberpunk was being teased they were talking about that they wanted to have multiplayer as as a feature and you could you know go into night city with your friends and and get into all sorts of cyberpunk things right um but you know obviously it didn't make it day one well they said in one of their i believe in this in this uh, presentation about how oh we're rethinking it you know we're reassessing it which means it's not happening for those of you that uh, (laughs) don't understand the corporate speak that's behind that it's not going to happen um that more than likely we just will never see the multiplayer now that does not surprise me but just own it just be like look we're not going to be able to make deadlines like we have so many other things that we have to work on can you imagine the net code behind this, uh, what would happen if they tried and take what's already this notoriously glitchy game and then put that thing online, like forget about it. You got no shot. I mean, forget about it. Uh, I don't know what the timeline is for the game. And see, that's the interesting thing that we run into now is that we're bridging this gap where I think 
gamers are expecting games to be out longer than a year. And there's certain games that we expect to get year after year, the Maddens and the FIFAs for yeah. all you, you know, people out there who uh, like to be taken for a ride. Um, but year after year, you know, for the <laughs> year after year. Uh, and the same could be said for Call of Duty, although they try and change up the guns a little bit or that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, it's it's this idea of this reoccurring content, something like Rocket League that's been out for so long or Fortnite that's been out for so long. Even we'll even go like OG and go like World of Warcraft. Yeah. Okay. It's it's an ongoing game that's been out for such a long time that it's had updates and, and, and expansions and whatnot. If that's where where they want to take the game, I think they totally have the ability to do that. It's just leaning into it and saying, we're going to make a game that's going to last for a long time instead of one that we're just going to turn around and churn out for, you know, three or four years. Look at Grand Theft Auto. I mean, we're, you know, we're almost into, you know, the third generation of consoles, third generation yeah. of consoles with this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's obviously a, a, dedica- a dedicated player base that's willing to stay with a game for years and years and years. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, that's going to go anywhere. So if 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 they decide, you know, maybe down the road after we've gotten everything situated with the DLC and stuff starts to drop off. Yes, maybe we'll we'll come out with a uh cyberpunk, you know, uh multiplayer thing. But, you know, you're right, it's probably less in that vein and now we're also starting to see a lot of things like standalone multiplayer yes. universes that are free right. and that might be a path that they go down. So, yeah. the sky's the limit for these these developers and and having the uh the support of another studio during um, you know, these times where you're trying to expand and provide updates for your game is going to be immensely helpful uh, to get people back on board because I still want to play it. Like we've talked about, I'm, I don't know if it's there yet or like, it, should I take the, you know, or should I just wait until the Xbox Series X, I get the Xbox Series X and then try and get it on there. I, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, at, at this point I'm thinking, okay, like, I don't need multiplayer like focus focus on getting the game where it needs to be it's it's beyond a luxury at this point and if it were to happen you know it'd be like four or five years out um and that's another thing yeah. that they said like we learned our lesson yeah. we're not going to be announcing games like eight years before they come out anymore which is what they did yeah. with cyberpunk way back in the day so um you know it, it's good to see that they're at least trying to correct course and time will tell you know gamers judge very harshly and very quickly and it's it's going to take a lot of uh of more than just words and here's a rough timeline to really to, to fix that that mistake so we We'll see. But Bruno, this next story, and I tell you, this is one of the weirder ones we've had on the show, and we've had some weird ones. This is about a a guy who made the decision in Japan to break into a a store that sold trading cards. So this is from a a Japanese news store. It's called Mainichi, um, that a 28-year-old man used a Mm -hmm. rope to descend into a Japanese store, which, by the way, that's awesome. Kudos to you. Like He's that's, just, yep, repelling down. Yeah. Yep, nice. <laughs> just headed, headed right on in. And uh, steal eight, st- stole some Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards as well, and some cash. Um, and so, yeah, he was – He this is a six-story rooftop, by the way. 
um, a top Whoa. floor store. So yeah, this is like a, like a, a multi-level store, top floor store um, in this district uh, five at five o'clock in the morning. So the guy gets away with $9,100 were equivalent okay. worth of, and based on their rarity resale value of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards and then about 2000 worth of actual currency um, from gotcha. the store office. Gotcha. And yeah. Like, wow. Like, that's crazy that yeah. the amount of, that these cards are worth. And I'm sure these are newer cards. Maybe it's one of those places where you can buy, like, the older graded cards and there was something like mint condition that might have some resale value. But nonetheless, the guy got caught. Um, he said he was not out of, out of his element during the robbery, reportedly telling police, <laughs> I was in the rock climbing club in high school, so I wasn't afraid of heights. They're, they're very cordial <laughs> with their with their criminals in Japan. It's like, oh, well, I tried my best and it didn't work out. It's just, it's crazy to me, Bruno, that we're still in an era where A, Pokemon cards have value, and B, yeah. Pokemon cards are still getting made. It's, it's like Power right. Rangers. Like, they just keep going. Like, they never okay. really stopped. Listen, Nick, yeah. okay? I remember getting Pokemon cards as a kid, yeah. right? And, you know, my dad was like, they're not going to be worth anything, not going to be worth anything. But if you want them, that's fine. You get them. Because he collected baseball cards and football cards. And I got news for you, Uh-oh. Nick. Baseball cards and football cards are like nearly worthless. Yeah. <laughs> and Pokemon cards are like, there was just another Charizard card that sold on eBay for, I think, $300,000. Yeah. And I had one. Bro, that was like one of the first ones I had. I opened up oh, the thing. Can you Bruno. imagine? Can you imagine, yeah. bro? Right now, we would be having this conversation in a mansion. Of course. I'd be in a mansion right You'd be now. Set because for life. obviously, yep, I would have had. Yeah. I would have had all the monies in the world right. from the Pokemon cards that I had, right? But yeah, it's just it's it's nuts to me that we've made it this far. And yeah, I remember, you know, when when the original Pokemon cards came out and like I had no idea how to play the game. I remember I got a a starter set. It was a psychic and a, yeah, yeah. an electric type. And, you know, like, I didn't even bother reading the rules. I remember, like, like making up rules mm-hmm. with my friends of, like, oh, it's simple. Like, yeah, you play energies and, like, you you draw a card. You can do whatever you want. Like, it was totally freeform. I was making it more like real Pokemon battles um, yeah. on, on, on Game Boy than, than how the game actually worked. But, you know, it's... It's just, it's absurd, like I said, that we've gone for this long. Did like family house Uno style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> house rules. What are your house rules? Yeah. Um, that, you know, and it, it's, there's a whole, you know, community behind this now. And and one thing that I was very cool that I, I've been seeing more on Twitch and people that I've met on Twitter through our Quit the Build uh, social account is people that are really into not just collecting these cards, but like the art of like, Un- unboxing and like revealing cards, you know, yeah. where like it's it's almost like borderline ASMR, where they will they'll they'll get the pack right and they'll bring it up on screen oh, yeah. and it's like okay here it goes oh, and they'll they'll very carefully snip off the end and I just want some smell of vision with it too they'll, they'll 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 pull it out almost like, it's almost like a card trick routine like you're waiting for the the prestige you know and all of the yeah white gloves yeah. on and they've got like you know yeah. nice cloth down to set them down they're like look at it. Look at yeah. it. Yeah, and like you know, it's so beautiful. They, they'll pull all the cards out of the pack one at a time, and then like show, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And it's like it's exciting. I was getting into it. Um, it's like Antiques Roadshow or something. But um, <laughs> you know, it, it's Roadshow. it's very cool though. And you're right. Like there was that flip where people thought baseball cards were going to be worth all this money, but there was a complete yeah. change in that dynamic where like people just 
don't really want that kind of thing anymore. But also, like with the Pokemon cards, it, it kind of has that practicality the same way that Magic the Gathering does, where the, the a lot of the original cards, if they're in good condition, they're great because it's the same rules. It's the same game. Yeah. They still play. I mean, obviously, there's formats where you won't be able to use those cards. What? You mean, Nick, There's you're telling me there's not a way to play baseball with our baseball cards? <laughs> there's not I a wish. football version? That would be yeah. actually pretty legit. Yeah. Like, see, okay, see, now we're giving away all the good ideas. Mm-hmm. Here they go. They're going to come out on Kickstarter. It's going to be like, take all your old baseball and football cards and turn it into a new game based on stats. Here's the stats. Here's your roll. Yeah. You roll a die, and then boom. I would play that baseball, game. Baseball, the card game. Actually, I kind of would too. I have been I have been tantalized more than once by ideas behind you know cards that can be used in a game format. AR type games have kind of tinkered yeah. with this. I remember going to a Dave and Buster's oh, so once. Cool. Yeah, um, and Dave and Buster had this Dishonored fighting game where you could when you when you would play it would dispense a card okay and then that card you could keep and like the the fighter selection like you actually had to have the card like if you wanted to play as the joker you had to have the joker card and so they gave you that reason to keep playing and you would collect these cards while you're playing and like they served a purpose you know outside of it but yeah it is it is very cool and i guess that's what got me into amiibos in the first place right is that idea of like well yeah this is a collectible thing but it actually serves a practical purpose in some capacity in a high tech way. Like, you know, that's, that's how we got yeah. things like Skylanders and, and Lego um, was it infinite yeah. or whatever it was they called that. And that was cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great to see that we're still, you know, still pining for those types of, of cards and there's still so much value behind the originals. What's not okay though, Bruno is that what? people are like, like going to McDonald's and snapping up all the happy meals. Cause they had the, see, that's the American yeah. equivalent. See in Japan, and he rappels down from a roof into a Yu-Gi-Oh slash Pokemon trading card store. And in America, we rob freaking McDonald's for Happy Meals. Give me all goodies. your Happy Meals. <laughs> Give me all the Happy Meals now. And I swear if I don't get a first edition Pikachu, you're done. Call Sears Police quick. We have no jurisdiction over there. Yeah, <laughs> we have no jurisdiction. Sears Police the don't have jurisdiction, jurisdiction anywhere now. It would be the Walmart Police because yeah. there is that one McDonald's in the Walmart. And you're just like, what? How is there McDonald's just like chilling here in the Walmart? Like that McDonald's always hit different, and I'm not sure what was off about it, but there was just something yeah, what, about. Well, you, yeah. you think it was there's something off about it or something? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Mm, I, one yeah. thing I did like about that McDonald's, they used to like legit leave out like the huge tub of uh, sweet and sour sauce oh, yeah? that you could like pump. That was your jam. And I like low key wanted to take that thing so bad. Like, I seriously did. I was like, I know there's a thousand cameras around because I worked in LP. So, like, I knew there were a thousand cameras going around everywhere. I was like, I'll never make it out of the store with it alive. Like, I'll never get there because the Walmart was on the back of the end of the, or the, excuse me, the McDonald's was on the back end of the Walmart, Nick. So, it wasn't like I was going to be able to make my way to the front of the store with a whole, like, big old gallon jug of sweet. Sweet and sour sauce without turning some heads. Like, 
I'm just imagining you showing up with like a one gallon container of just like not just an empty jug and just like looking around. It's like Ocean's Eleven, but the goal is just getting some sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, see? Everybody out there knows. Everybody out there who loves sweet and sour sauce knows that struggle. And I guarantee you if they were there, they'd have the same thought cross their oh mind. Like, boy, I don't know. I See, I've never wanted to really steal anything. Like, yeah. I've never really wanted to steal diamonds or but that one <laughs> definitely wanted to steal that sauce that's all it takes <laughs> sauce yeah can i can i can i have five uh supersized drinks please no liquid and no ice don't ask me why <laughs> it's none of your business i'm paying full price for these cups <laughs> I'm paying full price. can you just do you have any buckets back there like you put chicken in because i could use one of those too <laughs> whatever you got um and if you could just if you could just here's 10 bucks if you could just not look forward for about 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I love when you like seriously like when you ask like when you tell them that you like want more sauce and then they're like it's 25 cents come on now like what, what am I oh my gosh you mean it's gonna cost me a dollar a whole dollar to get four I'll give you five dollar bill load that load that chiz up let's get some sauce on these nuggets <laughs> that's what I want wow man I was I was not ready for that story just the, the thought of you me trying neither. to make it make an escape route you know with the schematics all laid out for how you were gonna get home with uh, a lifetime I supply did. Of- there, there was no like emergency exit no. either like I just I couldn't yeah the the McDonald's employees wouldn't care. It was the other, it was the other Walmart LP. They would have watched me for oh, yeah. sure. They they as soon as I walked in, they were like, "This guy is gonna steal some sweet and sour." I can feel it. Some guy in a suit was gonna go and <laughs> take you down. Sir, do you have a receipt for that? Because that's what I used to ask people. <laughs> do, you, do you have, do a, I receipt have a receipt for that giant, for giant jug of, of sweet and sour sweet sauce? sour jug? No, sir, I don't have a receipt for it. <laughs> I brought it with me. <laughs> I take it everywhere. I take I buy wholesale. (laughs) Straight from Mickey D's himself. That's right. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, just a crazy story. And uh, just, I don't know, the idea of someone rappelling into a a store to uh, steal Pokemon cards is, uh, is crazy. And you know, he should have known from the Pokemon games, Bruno, that when you have a rope, you're supposed to use the escape rope to escape the dungeon, not yeah. to go in the yep. dungeon. So that was that was his mistake, is he should have just fallen right into the store and then use the escape rope to get out. That's just Pokemon 101, so you blew it. Yeah, or he either that or he didn't have uh, Pokemon that knew Flash. Yes. You know, so he could, <laughs> that's, could find his way out of there, so... <laughs> Dang, oh, I just, you know, I just imagine him sitting there talking with the, the cops and being like, how much did you make out with? Well, quite a bit of Pokemon cards, but, you know. It's so funny that, like, yeah. the if you would, okay, so this would have been a really interesting story because I'm pretty sure if you're, like, close to $10,000, that's, like, grand theft, right? And if you're, like, under oh, 5000 yeah. or something, that it's just a misdemeanor. So the right. fact that he only got away, at least in America, like, the fact that he only got away way with you know two thousand some real dollars means that it was probably just like a misdemeanor versus like hey <laughs> i'm just misdemeanor miyagi over here. i'm just no imagining i'm imagining this guy like you know uh, he, he's been detained and like there's some game show announcer that's like well with your total amount stolen and cash and prizes you just got ten thousand five hundred and sixty eight dollars congratulations that's grand theft <laughs> how much is that guy in the circle? 
sir, that's you. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Bruno, we have to get to our QTB community poll. As you know, one of the perks of following us on Twitter is that we do have uh, some community polls that you can participate in. And if you retweet, you get a shout out as well because we're just that awesome. And today's community yeah. poll question. And I wanted to bring this up because uh, Brad from QTB actually brought this to my attention. I thought it was worth talking about. You know, Microsoft still does their games with gold um, as, as a yeah. compliment, you know, to their 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 Game Pass subscription. It used to be just be games with gold where you get a couple free games every month. And uh, yeah. lately it seems like whenever they announce the games, more and more people are just like, ah, just, just get rid of that, you know, and just go back into uh, Game Pass and just invest in that. We don't need these small games. Yeah, they're not that great. Right. You know, a lot of them are just very old type that they're kind of re- recycling, which is fine. I mean, I'm not complaining. We're getting free stuff. And so I yeah. wanted to ask the question, you know, on this poll, should Microsoft discontinue Games with Gold if the result of that is more investment into Game Pass? Um, we had a lot of votes, and the, the, the results were very interesting. We had uh, pretty much two-thirds of the people say yes, and one-third of the people say no. So it seems like mm. that, that's that's a pretty strong winner um, of, of people saying, yeah, you know what, I think I think Games with Gold is, has, has seen its time, um, and we're kind of ready to to buy in a 110% with Game Pass, which is where most people yeah. are. I just I can't think of anybody that is subscribed specifically for the games. I kind of used to be that oh, yeah. way where I'd be like, oh, well, I might be getting a cool game next month, so I'll, I'll keep the meter running. But nowadays, I don't even think about it. Bruno, most months, I don't even claim it because they've made it harder yeah. and harder to even find games with gold on the Xbox dashboard. <laughs> it is true. very well hidden, you know, to the point where I, like, I'm like, it's not even worth the time for me to click claim. Like, I'm never going to play it, so why would I bother? So, I mean, I voted, I said... No, I don't think they should get rid of it just because I don't think they have enough people that are on the the game like the Game Pass Ultimate right. or just the Game Pass like bandwagon. Like there's just a lot of people that still use Xbox for just an entertainment console and rely on those free games. Plus, if your competition is doing it, you don't want to do something less than your competition because it's just going to give them fuel for, oh, well, you know, the PlayStation, you know, network has the free games. They still have that. Yeah. And then what happened to, you know, Xboxes, even though we all know and where I, I, I completely agree with you that I haven't looked at the Xbox. Box games for gold in a while yeah. because there's so much value from Game Pass that I don't need uh, games with gold. I did look at it the other day and I didn't recognize the titles on there. I was like, I have no clue what these games are. So I do think that at the very least, a great marketing tool for to promote games that might not otherwise get the light of day or that you might not have otherwise play so it's yes it's a long shot but i think you know as long as your competition is doing something like that you don't want to do something less because it's just um that's a really good point you know i'm with you because right there are still plenty of people that are just going to have xbox live gold that aren't going to jump into game pass ultimate or maybe they tried the one dollar free trial and said "Eh, you know that's Mm -hmm. I, i don't have a reason for that so it's nice that those people can still get free games and you're right like competition you've got to match what your competitor is doing it's an interesting juxtaposition i think someone brought this up on twitter of look at how you know game pass is like the ultimate you know almost like game streaming service right now um in terms of and just the sheer volume of games that you get but the games with gold not so great but playstation's kind of the inverse right 
PS Now is, is is one of the weaker streaming services, but the games that you get for free every month usually are actually, actually pretty, pretty good. good, right? Yeah. So you, you do have that kind of that that comparison point, and I think that you know it, it's it's important to to factor in that yeah, while Game Pass is a crazy good value proposition, we say that time and time again. That doesn't mean everyone's going to do it. You know, there are certain there are certain yeah. months where I'm like, you know what, I've got so many games that I purchased that I got to catch up on. Like I think I can let this go for one month and I'll come back to it later. That's happened many times. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see the competition, Bruno. You know, a PlayStation just recently offered a $1 free trial for a, a free trial, a $1 trial um, mm-hmm. for PS Now, which is mirroring yeah. what Xbox has been doing with Game Pass Ultimate, where they're like, hey, you know, you can upgrade for just $1 and get a couple months worth of this service. Um, it's hard to That's say no idea. to that. And if if, yeah. if even a small percentage of your users, um, you know, convert into into long term paid subscribers, then you know you're you're a winner. But yeah, you're right that we have to we had to kind of factor in all things. But I thought it was interesting that that so many people yeah. said, you know what, yeah, just just get rid of it if it makes just Game Pass it, better. Yeah. yeah, but I was surprised too. Yeah, I, w- I would have expected more. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, thanks so much to uh, Brad Perry, uh, the Good Game Guys podcast, and the Reformed Gamers podcast for getting those retweets in. We do appreciate that very much. But yeah, Bruno, well, that's going to about do it for today's podcast. Uh, Special thanks to our Patreon supporters like Nick Nick and Epic Capture Productions. And if you would like a shout out at the end of each episode, all you have to do is support us at patreon.com slash quit the build. You also get great stuff like bonus episodes. We put out our monthly nostalgia vault. Um, and our exclusive merch you can't get anywhere else uh, so be sure to check us out we do appreciate each and every person that uh, that chooses to support us well man I'm just so excited we are just doing so much with the with the the podcast I want to call it stream because we're actually streaming now we're yes. on twitch.tv slash quit the build yep. so listen we're so many places right now on the on the internet interwebs we've we're on the TikToks uh, the Twitters I don't know why the <laughs> gets named in front of I them did, but I that's just something the old people do yeah, yeah. the youtubes um but you can go to quitthebuild.com slash community and see all of our uh, all of our socials right there along with our uh qtb patrons uh thank you again so much you guys are the best we love you you're sexy and don't let anyone tell you any differently. And we've got some awesome swag on there. Swag. That squad swag. Yeah. Woo! I'm even yeah. wearing the. Uh, you can't see it on the podcast, but I'm I'm wearing the official QTB shirt right here. Yeah. Nice. Available at yeah, our merch store. We do have some some awesome merch there, so I'm pretty excited about that. You guys have been so great. We do yeah. uh, love doing this every week, and uh, be sure to tune in every Wednesday and Saturday. For a new episode of the Quit the Build podcast, wherever podcasts are heard. But until then, for Nick, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do.